Good afternoon, my good people, and welcome back to the Word Encounter, episode 41. You ready? All right, let's get into this word. In chapter 9 of Joshua, you see, when all the kings heard about Jericho and Ai, and so uh, they heard what Joshua had done to the kings of those regions, um, and that would be the Hittites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, those kings of those lands decided to form uh, an alliance and get together in order to fight Joshua. In verse 3, when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard that Joshua, heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and Ai, verse 4, they acted deceptively. They gathered provisions and took worn-out sacks on their donkeys and old wineskins, cracked and mended. They wore old patched sandals on their feet and threadbare clothing on their bodies, their entire provision of bread was dry and crumbly. They went to Joshua in the camp at Gilgal and said to him uh, and the men of Israel, we have come from a distant land. Please make a treaty with us. Now, so they're putting on, they're, they're acting. They're from the region, but they're, they're putting on these old clothes and worn out sandals and, and old bread and whatnot to make it seem as though they've come from a long distance. But what they were seeking was a treaty. We drop down to verse 14. Then the men of Israel took some of their provisions, but did not seek the Lord's decision. So Joshua established peace with them and made a treaty to let them live. And the leaders of the community swore an oath to them. And so Joshua was going to make a treaty with them so that they can live. However, it says here, but they did not seek the Lord's decision. If we go back, oh, if we go back to chapter 7 of Deuteronomy, and um, Moses is giving them instructions, it says in verse 2, and when the Lord your God delivers them over to you and defeats them, in other words, when the Lord gives the people of these foreign lands over to you, you must completely destroy them. Make no treaty with them and show them no mercy. But that's not what happened here. They violated that because they didn't seek the Lord's direction and decision. Uh, Joshua just went, went along and, and made a treaty with the people of Gibeon. And then in verse 16, it says, Three days after making the treaty with them, they heard that the Gibeonites were their neighbors living among them. So they discovered that they were deceived. And so we drop down to verse 22, Joshua summoned the Gibeonites and said to them, why did you deceive us by telling us you live far away from us when in fact you live among us? Verse 23, therefore you are cursed and will always be slaves, woodcutters and water carriers for the house of my God. In verse 24, the Gibeonites answered him, it was clearly communicated to your servants that the Lord your God had commanded his servant Moses to give you all the land and to destroy all the inhabitants of the land before you. And then isn't that interesting? The word says that it was clearly communicated to them. So somehow they got the word of the Lord that this entire land was to be uh, conquered and the peoples destroyed. We greatly feared for our lives because of you. We greatly feared for our lives because of you. And that is why we did this. Verse 25. Now we are in your hands. Do to us whatever you think is right. 
This is what Joshua did to them. He rescued them from the Israelites. And so he essentially commanded the Israelites, we made a treaty with these people, so we can't touch them. So he rescued them from the Israelites, and they did not kill them. In verse 27, on that day, he made them woodcutters and water carriers um, as they are today for the community and for the Lord's uh, altar at the place he would choose. And so they were essentially to be servants of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, servants, uh, you, you know, of the temple, basically, service of the ministry uh, for them <clears throat> because they made this treaty. But they got to keep their lives. In chapter 10, we go on. And so um, we see now King uh, Adoni Zedek of Jerusalem heard that Joshua had captured Ai. And completely destroyed it. And completely destroyed it. So he, you know, word travels fast. So got this massive amount of people, the Israelite nation, and word of what they have done is traveling through the region. And so we see in verse two. So Adani Zedek and his people were greatly alarmed because Gibeon was a large city, like one of the royal cities. It was larger than I. And all its men were warriors. And so they were alarmed that the Gibeonites had made this treaty, had given themselves up, had surrendered to the Israelites because they were a large city and all of their men were warriors. And and, and, and so, you know, King uh, Adani Zedek is probably thinking, well, why would they do this? And so in verse 3, therefore, King Adani Zedek of Jerusalem sent word to King Hoham of Hebron, King Piram of Jermuth, King Japhia of Lachish and King De, and King yeah Deber of Eglon saying, "Come up and help me." And so he knows that he's in for it. So he's sending out word uh, words to other to the kings of other lands to come out and help me because if you don't, they're gonna come get you. So let's let's all band together. Uh, come up and help me. We will attack Gibeon because they have made peace with Joshua uh, and the Israelites. So the five Amorite kings joined forces and advanced with all their armies, besieged Gibeon and fought against it. So they went, they got mad at Gibeon for surrendering the, to, to Joshua. And so they said, let's go get Gibeon. And um, in verse six, uh, after they fought against it, then it says, then the men of Gibeon sent word to Joshua at the camp of Gilgal. Don't give up on your servants. Come quickly and save us. Help us for all the Amorite kings living in the hill country have joined forces against us. So Joshua and his troops, including all his best soldiers, came from Gilgal. Verse 8, the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid of them, for I have handed them over to you. Not one of them will be able to stand against you. Verse 9, so Joshua caught them by surprise after marching all night from Gilgal. The Lord threw them in the confusion before Israel. He defeated them in, the great, in a great slaughter at Gibeon. And so Joshua came to the assistance of the Gibeonites, and he caught uh, the Amorites by surprise and um, uh, overnight, and he, he confronted them at Gibeon after the Lord had threw them in the confusion. And, uh, and so, um, and there was a, a great slaughter there. And so the, 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 the soldiers of the other five kingdoms started to run away, and the Lord started to drop in hailstones on them. And so it says more of them died from the hail than the Israelites killed with the sword. And so the Lord was... They surprised them, they struck them down with the sword, and then the Lord was fighting for them. 
In verse 12, on that day, the Lord gave the Amorites over to the Israelites. Joshua spoke to the Lord in the presence of all Israel. And he said, uh, son, stand still over Gibeon, and moon, move over the valley of Ajali, of Ajalon. In verse 13, and the sun stood, stood still and the moon stopped until the nation took vengeance on its enemies. And so we see here, and it says in verse 14, there has been no day like it before or since when the Lord listened to a man because the Lord fought for Israel. And so the Lord extended the day so that they could make sure that they wiped out all of their enemies. And then, um, so we move on in verse uh, 16. It says, now the five defeated kings had fled and hidden in the cave at uh, Makeda. And so, and, 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 and so Joshua was going to go find these kings and uh, they fought the kings. They rolled a stone back from the, from the cave. And in verse 24, it says, when they had brought the kings to him, Joshua summoned all the men of Israel and said to the military commanders who had accompanied him, uh, come here and put your feet on the necks of these kings. So the commanders came forward and put their feet on their necks. And so these are soldiers, commanders, putting their feet on the necks of kings. <clears throat> Come here and put your feet on them. So that commanders came. Oh, verse 25. Joshua said to them, do not be afraid or discouraged. Be strong and courageous. There's that encouragement again. For the Lord will do this to all the enemies you fight. After this, Joshua struck them down and executed them. He hung their bodies on five trees and they were there until evening. Ruthless, but he was executing the commands of the Lord. Then we see in verse 28, um, the, the subtitle is Conquest of, Southern, of the Southern Cities. Uh, on the day Joshua cat, captured Makeda and struck down with the sword, including its king, he completely destroyed it and everyone in it, leaving no survivors. Now, this is the theme here. In verse 29, Joshua and all Israel with him crossed from Makeda to Lebna uh, and fought against Lebna. The Lord also handed, um, handed it and its king over to Israel. And then he struck everybody down there. And then they went from Lebna to Lachish and they laid siege to it and they struck everyone down there. Then they went from, oh, then it says in verse 33, at that time, King Haram of Jazir went up from uh, went up to help Lachish, but Joshua struck him down along with his people, leaving no survivors. And then they went from Lachish to Eglon, and they did the same thing there, put his king to the sword and killed everybody there. Then they went from Eglon to Hebron and, and struck everybody down there. Then they went from Hebron to Debir and attacked it, and they killed its king and struck everybody down there. We see in verse 40, so Joshua conquered the whole region the hill country, the Najib, the Judean foothills and the slopes with all their kings leaving no survivors. He completely destroyed every living being as the Lord, the God of Israel had commanded. Joshua con uh, conquered everyone from Kadesh Barnea to Gaza and all the land of Goshen as far as Gibeon. Joshua uh, captured all these kings and their land in one campaign because the Lord, the God of Israel fought for Israel. Then Joshua returned with all Israel to the camp at Gilgal. So uh, just one fell swoop. He went out and started hammering everybody. And they had victory after victory after victory. 
And now he goes to the northern cities, and the Lord says to him, Do not be afraid of them, for at this time tomorrow I will cause all of them to be killed before Israel. In verse 7, uh, chapter 11, verse 7, So Joshua said, So Joshua and all his troops uh, surprised them at the waters of at the waters, and the Lord handed them over to Israel. So they're going in, they're fighting uh, uh, King Jabin of Hazor, and they, they capture him, they wipe him out. In verse 10, at that time, uh, Joshua turned back, captured Hazor, and struck down his king with the sword, because Hazor formerly uh, had been the leader of all these kingdoms. Then he burned his body. He burned Hazor. In chapter 12, Joshua captured all his kings and their cities and struck them down with the sword and completely destroyed them as Moses, the Lord's servant, has, had commanded. But they struck down every person with the sword until they had, had annihilated them, leaving no one alive. Just as the Lord had commanded to serve as Moses, Moses commanded Joshua. That is what Joshua did, leaving nothing undone um, of all the Lord had commanded Moses. So Lord commanded Moses, Moses commanded Joshua, and Joshua executed everything. He did everything that he was told, nothing more, nothing less. He did everything, totally and completely faithful. And then we see in verse 23, so Joshua took the entire land in keeping with all the Lord had told Moses. Joshua then gave it as an inheritance to Israel according to their tribal allotments. They divided up the land, the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey. All the tribes got there, got their allotment. After this, the land had rest from war. And so we see that Joshua was, um, uh, was executed his commands as he was told. He did it faithfully. He did it without prejudice. He just did it. And so after this, the land, uh, the land was at rest. And so we see in chapter 12 that all in all, chapter 12 recounts all of the activities of the Israelites in their campaign. And in total, they wiped out 31 kings. You know, and, and as the word reads, it seemed like this was done in relatively quick order, a matter of days. So they uh, 20, uh, 31 kings took over the territories, put everybody to the sword, and the Israelites then uh, inherited their land. And so with that, we will hit uh, start with chapter 13 tomorrow. Everybody take care. Bye-bye.